Hey there, Patty here. I wanted to let you know we are in a short hibernation period in the Space for Magic podcast. What does that mean? It means that we're not producing new episodes at the moment, and we are going to serve you up our favorite pre-recorded episodes while we take this pause. This pause is here to give me a space to understand where the podcast is going in the future. We will be back in 2023. And for now, enjoy this episode. Welcome to the Space for Magic podcast, where people who are led by their hearts come to learn the secrets to receiving all the gifts the universe has for us. I'm your host, Patty Lennon. I'm an ex-type A corporate banker turned intuitive coach. Using a blend of common sense, brain science, and just a dash of magic, I'm here to help you create abundance in every area of your life and business. Welcome. Hey there, welcome to this episode of the Space for Magic podcast. I'm your host, Patty Lennon, and today I want to talk to you about connecting to your spirit guides, your angels, and your loved ones. This process of connecting is something I get asked about all the time. How do I do it? What's the process? Can you give me the steps? In fact, we had done a survey a couple of months ago, and the biggest questions were, you know, what is the process and can you give me specific steps? And then, you know, how do I know if the answers I'm getting are right? So I want to talk a little bit about all of that. And in this episode, I am going to give you four steps to connect to your spirit team. And when I say spirit team, I'm talking about a combination of your spirit guide, your angels, and your loved ones. Now, I've shared a a few of these, what I'm going to share today, I've I've shared in the past, won't be the first time you've heard some of this. Some of it probably will be new. But um, just to clear up from a pure language standpoint, when I'm talking about spirit guides and angels, the difference is essentially that angels have never incarnated and spirit guides have. Now, that may not be your understanding of it, but for the purposes of my um, sharing this with you, that's where I'm coming from. So what I've learned in working with my own teachers and also communicating with the other side of the veil is that essentially spirit guides are evolved beings, beings who have been human years and years ago, (laughs) lifetimes and lifetimes ago. And as they reincarnated through their lifetimes, evolved past the point of having to go through essentially earth school anymore. Angels have never incarnated. So spirit guides and angels take an approach to guiding us and helping us differently. Spirit guides understand what it means to be human, and they're really here to kind of help us overcome the challenges that we face, to stay on our path. You know, when we're, there's certain things that um, we are, quote unquote, meant to do, you know, either certain challenges that we're meant to face and overcome so we can evolve as souls or um, lessons we're here to learn. And, you know, sometimes those lessons are uncomfortable and we might shy away from them. Our spirit guides kind of nudge us back (laughs) to engage with this tough stuff, but also to nudge us away from self-defeating behaviors that are necessarily going to keep us from evolving. Things that create shame and guilt and fear, you know, our guys are going to try and get us back to the place where we understand that we're always loved no matter what. Angels 
really take the job of keeping us safe on all levels, keeping our souls intact, keeping our bodies intact, you know, just overall protecting us. And for the most part, angels look upon us with, you know, real admiration for being willing to come to this crazy place we called earth, right? Um, and our loved ones, of course, are beings that have crossed over that we were that we knew, right? People that you loved that have since crossed to the other side of the veil. Just because a loved one is communicating with you does not mean they are a guide. And what's so? What's that mean? Well, um, you might have a great grandfather or grandmother or you know some distant relative that is a sp- in fact a spirit guide for you. It means they've evolved to the point that they're in a position to guide you at the soul level. You also can have loved ones that aren't there in that capacity. They simply love you and they want the best for you. But that doesn't necessarily mean some of their, um, how should I say it, their personality isn't getting in the mix, right? And when I'm with clients and I'm, um, and they might have loved ones come through or spirit guides or angels. When it's their loved ones, the way I know if they are in an energetic position to provide pure guidance, meaning we can really follow that guidance because they are here as a spirit guide, as part of the team to keep that person on the path versus they are still in the transition point on the other side of the veil, meaning they still kind of got some of their personality stuff hanging out. Maybe they still are struggling with some of the stuff they did wrong, you know, quote unquote wrong while they were on the earth plane. I see this in particular with parents have crossed over who have a lot of guilt, maybe parents that were distant or abusive, or they themselves were, you know, very um, traumatized and in their own lives, right? So when they show up in sessions, and this is how it works for me, I'm not suggesting how it works for everyone. If they show up directly in front of me, and that's because I'm usually on Zoom with my client, so they're directly behind the screen that has my client's face on it, then I know they're showing up in that spirit guide capacity and the ability to be a guide. When they show up behind me, then I know they're still in their stuff from earth, (laughs) or they still have some of their earth stuff. And then occasionally they will show up in front, but way over to the, to the right. When they show up there, I know that essentially they have a message. They're not necessarily a spirit guide, but they're still, they're not struggling with their stuff. They probably have a message for, you know, the person that I'm doing a session with, and they, they really don't love the fact that they have to come through me. <laughs> so they're sort of off to the side. They're there almost, um, how do I put it? They're there in um, like, like I'm the, I'm the best option they have, but not the one they would have chosen. <laughs> so, and I respect that, right? And I respect the distance they're keeping. And usually when they come into a session, they come very quickly in and out. And the message is, generally one of just letting that person know that they're close and maybe bringing something really important to that person's awareness. So for instance, an aunt might come in to say, you really need to accept the fact that your mother has to deal with her stuff on her own, right? So I see this with adult children who have aging parents 
who maybe are really difficult and they're still in codependent, you know, relationship with them. And so a relative that's passed, that's related to that parent, you know, in this case, a sister, let's say of the parent, the aunt of my client might come in to encourage, you know, her niece to really let her mother just handle her own stuff. Right. So that's kind of how they all come through to me. The spirit guides, when they come through, can come through in lots of different ways. You know, they can be an emplacement in the room. And sometimes they're not even in the room. Sometimes they just sort of drop in messages into my mind, which is claircognizance. That's where I just know something. And um, the way I can tell that it's someone else's spirit guide versus my own spirit guide is my spirit guides. I, I can feel like I know what their vibration feels like when it's something other than my spirit guide. I can just feel the difference. So why am I telling all this? Well, there is a reason and cause I'm going to get to it because as I described to you how to learn to work with your spirit guides, angels, and loved ones, that nuance I just described to you is, has come to me over time. And that nuance actually helps me navigate spirit communication. And you're not going to have, if you're new to working with your spirit guides, angels, and loved ones, you're not going to necessarily take in all that nuance yet. It's the same as if you have, if you live in, or you're very familiar with an experience that people maybe travel to. So I spend a lot of time, or I used to pre-COVID spend a lot of time in New York City and growing up I did. So it was, um, when I go into the city, I have a very nuanced experience of the city. I would notice if a building outside of Grand Central train station, which is where I usually come into the city through, I would notice if the windows were tinted suddenly, right? Or if there was a different feel to a certain street. I would notice that because I spend a lot of time there. Someone who lives there would even notice it further as opposed to someone who is coming through Grand Central Station into New York City for the first time. It's just going to be like a whoosh of just lots of information, lots of energy. And so that's what communicating with your spirit team is going to be like at first. You're going to need to be in it for a while for the nuance that gives you information to start to show itself. And all of that to say, it's really important for you to understand that this takes some time, right? It's not something you can speed up. It's about actually spending more time in it and not just hours or minutes of time, but meaning days upon days or months upon months. When I first left the banking world, and was getting trained as a coach, it was at a retreat with other coaches that my gifts first started to come through. And initially, I just sort of knew some things. I didn't necessarily have direct communication with my spirit guides and angels. I just had information that was dropping in. I wouldn't have been able to tell you where it was coming from or how I knew it. Then about two, three years into it, my mother got cancer And as I was going through her cancer treatments with her, her relatives, my relatives, like our collective relatives, some that I knew and some that all I could do was describe them to her, started to come through to help her. And 
they were very specific and very forward in their presence. And so there was nuance that I was, that was kind of like blasting me in the face, right? And so I started to see that there was levels of detail to the beings that would sometimes be talking to me that I didn't pick up on beforehand. And I think part of my motivation to getting those details was to be able to share them with my mom and give her enough information. And as she asked me more questions, more detail, I was able to drop into more details. And so it was that that sort of like that, not just doing it or having that communication, but also having someone ask me about what I was seeing and what I was feeling, what I was hearing and describing it. So describing it really makes a difference. Tracking it makes a difference, right? Now you don't have to have someone that's ill, that's going through a you know challenging time to be able to track it. You can just track it in a journal. You can write it down. You could be doing this with someone else and, you know, having conversations about it. So that was two or three years into it. And during that time, I would just attribute the communication up until that time, I should say, I was attributing the communication to my spirit guides. I didn't really discern individual guides and it was just sort of this body of information. And then all of a sudden, all communication stopped and um, I couldn't access any of it. And what I, and that was sometime after my mom had crossed, I believe I'm losing track of the timeline a little bit, but what had happened for a period of time is I could not talk. I was always able to talk to my mom. So I, this must've been before she actually crossed. There was a period of time where I couldn't talk to anyone. And what my guides eventually told me was that as I was talking more and more about this publicly, these gifts of communication, I I was attributing a lot of my knowledge and my wisdom for my clients to these guides. And they cut me off because they wanted to make sure I was honoring that there was wisdom within me that I was bringing to the table. Like not all the wisdom was out there. In fact, a lot of the wisdom was within because we were each divine being. So we have a lot of wisdom within our souls. All right. And then they started talking to me again. And over the years, especially the more clients I've worked with, the more different spirit guides, angels, loved ones I've gotten to talk to, the more nuanced everything became. So all of that to tell you what the steps of the process are, because they're probably going to frustrate you a little bit. And now you have some background as to why I'm telling you what I'm telling you. And I will say that these steps that I'm giving you aren't necessarily the, the end-all be-all steps to communicating with your team, your spirit team. Truly, you could go out into the middle of nature and just be in nature away from technology, away from stimulus, really calm your nervous system down, spend some time out there. And I promise you, you would start to have communication. And if you did that on a regular basis, your communication would get deeper and deeper because a lot of the challenges we have in communicating with our spirit team are really about the stimulus and the inputs that we get from this busy, busy world we live in. That being said, let's jump into the steps. So step one is clear. And actually, let me give you all four steps. I'm going to drop into them. First step is clear. The second step is connect. The third step is request. And the fourth step is to receive. 
So step number one, clear, is about clearing your environment. Now, I just said you could go out into nature. That's a great way to clear your environment because that is a naturally clear environment. If you were out in the middle of some a park, you know, that doesn't have a lot of people in it, you're up on a trail, especially around trees, that's a pretty energetically clear environment. But most likely you're going to be in your home or in your office. So physically clearing the space, removing clutter that's going to distract your mind is going to be really beneficial in connecting to your team. And then energetically clearing your environment. And, you know, I don't want to make this podcast hours long. We've talked in the past about different energy clearing techniques. I have a whole course on it, but there's just lots of modalities that can clear the energy around you, right? And so clearing that energy that you're in, whether it's smoke clearing, or you might use salt clearing, or some visualization techniques to really clear any negative energy in the environment, you know, even calling in your an archangel or a spirit teacher that you work with, like Jesus or Ganesh or Mother Mary or Kuan Yin to help you clear, energetically clear the environment. That's step one, right? And so then it's just making sure that things that could energetically or, or visually distract you are gone. The second step is to connect. And it's not to connect to your spirit team. It's to connect to yourself. So this is to spend some time breathing, centering yourself, grounding yourself, and really connecting to that inner wisdom. Remember, I told you my team cut me off because I was attributing all my wisdom outward, you know. And a lot of times what I see my clients do when they start to like, especially people in the receiving school, when they start to get really connect to those messages with their their spirit guides is that they'll then go outside themselves for all their answers rather than starting from within. So you really want to connect first to your inner wisdom. And then from there, whatever questions you have left inside of you, once you've really centered yourself and, and gotten clear about what you know and what you don't know, is then make a request of your spirit team. Ask them something. Ask them to answer questions or ask them for help so that you feel their presence closer. You can just say, I feel lonely. Can you come closer so I can feel you? Or you might, you know, have an important decision to make, whether it's to, um, you know, take a job or maybe your child is struggling and you, you're trying to decide what path to go, or maybe you're trying to make a decision for yourself. You feel unfulfilled in maybe your work or some other part of your life and you're trying to make changes. That's where you want to ask your spirit guides, your angels, your loved ones to help give you answers. The key is to make the questions specific, right? So if you just say, Oh, I feel lonely, help. They're definitely going to come in. They're always around you. They're always trying to help and they're going to start helping you, but they may be giving you answers you're not ready for. You're not understanding what the answers are. You may not even like get that those answers are coming to you because they're more feeling states, right? Um, rather than seeing a being like a holograph of Yoda standing before you. I find a lot of people, when they start working with their spirit guides, they really just want their own little Yoda to show up (laughs) and tell them how to solve every problem in their life. It doesn't usually work like that. But um, 
the key is to ask and really to ask from your deep desire. Ask from your deep desire. So what are the things that are most on your heart? And if you ask, you are going to get an answer. Now, you may not understand or recognize the answer at first. And so the thing to do is to just keep asking more detailed questions, even more specific questions. And then finally, the last step is to receive. And what this means is receive all the answers you get without questioning if they are real. So the question I always get is, how do I know if the answer is real? And the, and the simple answer is, if it feels like love, that's the real answer. If it feels like it makes you scared, that's not the answer. Because even when your spirit guides, angels, or loved ones are giving you tough answers, things you may not want to hear, you'll never feel fear or shame or worry in the midst of it. You'll feel almost like a a grounded sense of resolve if it's a tough answer. and But most of the time, you're just going to feel a lightning, a warmth, a love to it. So I know I just gave you a lot of information. I just wanted to give you an overall process to look at when you're thinking about communicating with the other side of the veil. Now, of course, like I said, this is a podcast, so I'm not going to go on for hours. But if you'd like to take this deeper with me. I do have a workshop coming up on April 12th, uh, the four steps to connect your spirit guides, angels, and loved ones. And you can go to pattylennon.com forward slash four steps. And we'll put that link in the show notes. And that's going to be a live, well, virtual live three hour workshop. So if you're like, but I don't even know how they would answer me. Like, what does that even look like? Don't worry. We'll go through that in the workshop. We'll talk about some of the tools you can use to maybe get clearer about how your your um, team is specifically communicating with you. And this is a paid workshop, but what you will find when you get to the workshop page is that we have I have listed what we call abundance based pricing. And what does that mean? Well, one of the things I've been exploring is how do I allow value to be returned to me when I'm giving value, right? This is important that we have a value exchange. And I give this podcast for free. I give a lot of content for free, but there's some stuff I have to pay charge for because apparently my kids like to eat and I have a mortgage and all that good stuff. And yet what might be a value exchange for one person isn't necessarily the same for another person who doesn't necessarily have the same sense of abundance in their life, right? But the challenge I have with giving pricing that's based on quote unquote need, because that's the way it's like been offered in the past is like, you know, pay what you can or um, need-based pricing is there's just an, is there's a level of shame involved. And I, and I'm not just saying this from a distance. I remember when we had so much debt we had over six figures in debt. And so opportunities would come up. And for me to participate in them when there was a tiered pricing system did make it possible. But there was always a part of me that just felt bad about choosing that lower price point that people were offering. And I don't want anyone to feel 
that kind of shame. So abundance-based pricing is it works similarly, meaning there's a couple of different price points, very low. The lowest one is $17. There's a couple of different price points there. And I suggest that you choose based on the level of abundance you're currently experiencing. And abundance is defined exactly by you. I mean, there have been times where you know, I could pay for something technically by the money in my account, but I just felt so much lack in my life that it felt excruciating to pay those amounts, right? I was at a lower form of abundance at that point. And that was, you know, even while we were getting out of the debt, there's been other times where (laughs) I've paid a lot of money for things and I felt happy doing it because I just felt abundant, right? And I want you to decide that for yourself. What is that? What level of abundance? You know, the big, the highest number is $77 for this workshop. So it's still incredibly reasonably priced. But if you feel that a lower amount allows you to participate with an open heart, a joyful heart, choose that amount, right? Choose what feels good for you. And certainly if you are can't, if you're not able to pay anything. Um, there's instructions on what to do there to let my team know. So that is the overall process of working with your spirit guides, angels, and loved ones. At the beginning of the podcast, I told you my answer was going to be a little bit frustrating because I'm sure you're thinking, but no, more, more details. I want more details. And we will cover more details in the workshop. But what I want you to understand is If you just take what I gave you and you do this every single day, you sit down, you clear your environment. You don't even have to spend a lot of time doing this. Clear your environment, couple of minutes. Connect to yourself, couple of minutes. Make an ask, probably one minute, right? Maybe two. And then just wait for the answer to show up. It can be a feeling state. It can be like you hear it in your mind. It could be something you see on the TV and you're like, I know that was my answer, right? We'll cover all that at the workshop. Receive it though. Don't for a period of time. And I want to say seven days, maybe 14 days you choose. Choose not to question, is it real? As long as it feels like love and it doesn't feel like fear, allow yourself to receive it. Allow it to be the answer. Allow it to be your spirit's team communicating with you. And although I've said this before, I am not a journaler. This would be a great time to have a book that looks like a journal. You don't have to call it journaling, but a book, (laughs) a notebook, and write down what you get every single day. Because as I've shared before, what we track grows And then further, what we track and report on grows exponentially. Remember, I was reporting on all those details to my mom back then. Well, um, during the workshop, you'll have an opportunity to report in to me and the rest of the community on what's going on and what kind of communications you've been getting. And then, you know, if you've got a friend that can join you for the workshop or can just listen to this podcast and join you in this process. You guys share with each other what you're seeing, what you're hearing, what you're feeling. I guarantee you, your ability to receive these communications is going to grow and grow. All right. Have an amazing day. Have an amazing week. And again, if you want to join us for that workshop, go to pattylemon.com forward slash four steps. Hey, thanks for listening. 
If you know someone who needs to hear this message, please share this episode with them. And if you're feeling really generous, I'd love for you to leave us a review at your favorite podcast app. It helps us reach many more people and it fills my heart with so much joy when I hear what you have to say about what I've shared. I'm cheering for your success. Have an amazing day. And don't forget, always create space for magic. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.